Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation, a program providing help and information for our caregivers who are vital to the health and welfare of so many people in our community. You can hear Caregiver SOS On Air Sundays at 6 p.m. on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along today with Peaches Hall. Carol Zerniel, our co-host, is on special assignment, and Peaches is pinch-hitting today. She's been here before. She serves as director of the Griffin Senior Center over on Calabra and Loop 410, where they are just rocking and rolling with thousands of members, providing great service for seniors. Peaches, in her earlier life, was director at a memory care unit down in Florida and has spent a lot of time uh, working with individuals and families who are struggling with Alzheimer's. And we have a very special treat today. Uh, Joining us is the founder of Healing Hands House Calls, Stormy Valdespino, who is a uh, nurse practitioner who I met through my wife, Gina, and we've had a chance to get to know Stormy and see her in action. In fact, she makes house calls and has on occasion come to see our kids when they have struggled with coughs and colds and and what have you. Uh, And to this very day, if one of the boys or Reagan, our daughter, uh, is feeling a little down, their answer is, better call Stormy. Stormy, thanks for coming in. It's so good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. Tell our listeners, because uh, caregivers especially uh, don't know a whole lot about uh, what nurse practitioners do, how you're trained, and how you can provide help for families. Sure, absolutely. Uh, nurse practitioners, first you have to be a registered nurse, so you go to four years of schooling, and then uh, you practice as a registered nurse, and then after that you go four additional more years to become a nurse practitioner. You do uh, several hours of practice uh, through OB-GYN, family practice, internal medicine, anything and everything just like a physician does, and we practice just like physicians do so we write prescriptions we're able to assess diagnose and completely treat and part of what you have done in your training and background you spent a lot of time working with gi problems yes and i I don't mean soldiers i mean (laughs) intestinal tract yes yes absolutely i did i worked uh, in gastroenterology and hepatology so i dealt with the small intestines large intestines gallbladder liver everything what is it you like best about what you do now? I love it because I really get to spend more time with my patients. I really feel connected to them. I feel part of their family. Being invited into their house is something that's so near and dear to my heart. And I get to text them and ask them how are they doing, and they're, they, they welcome it. And I feel just very connected to my patients. Now, Peaches, this is a time of year, as you know, when many families begin thinking about summer trips and vacations and caregivers uh, who want to go off somewhere with uh, their care recipient uh, are always challenged with how do I make that happen? Yeah, I I love the fact of what she's doing, I think, but it also is huge. Um, The fact that you are pediatrics and you work with geriatrics, so it's a wonderful thing and it's a great deal to have you in their back pocket if they are on the road to make that call. Um, I can only think about like new parents, how nice it is when they're like at night and they're just not sure what's going on to make that call to you. 
it's a great service. Great. And the challenge uh, for caring for seniors is really mm-hmm. no different than mm-hmm. caring for an infant. Uh, Stormy, as people begin to think about uh, going on the road, let, let's focus on uh, seniors and, and caregivers. Uh, you're going off on a trip. Maybe you're going down to Port Aransas or South Padre Island, maybe uh, just up to Austin for a long weekend. What are the things that families should think about bringing with them? What I would take into consideration is that, um, you know, your loved one's history, do they have a history of maybe diverticulitis? And at that point in time, um, they would know that because they would experience that and they would need medication to cover that just in case. Now, diverticulitis is? It's an infection in your large intestines. Usually you have these pockets and the pockets sometimes become, you know, infected and it's, it's horribly, horribly painful. And so they would need to have antibiotics on hand uh, just in case. All their medications that are routine that they might forget about, uh, make a list. Um, What do they take for hypertension? Do they take anything for cholesterol? Do they take blood thinners? All those things are very, very, very important. And once you already have that prescription out there, it's really, really hard to get another prescription written. And these are medications you shouldn't just suddenly stop. If you forget your meds, it's not good enough to say, well, I'll be back in two weeks. I'll be right. okay. That, that, can, that can be a killer. That can lead to strokes. So make sure you have all your medication with you. What about first aid kits if you're driving somewhere? First aid, um, I always recommend taking a neo, like Neosporin. You, you never know what's going to happen. Um, different size of some Band-Aids. Um, Cord-Aid, because, you know, you could come in contact with, you know, you're going to the bathroom, you get stung by something. That's always, you know, helpful to have that. And stung by something in the bathroom is not a pretty picture. I'm thinking immediately of red crawly things that sting you. <laughs> yeah, I, another thing thinking of the bathroom is antibacterial hand gel. <laughs> Absolutely. As you travel with someone uh, who uh, may be doing okay or, or may struggle with uh, perhaps mild dementia, are there special challenges that families will face? Absolutely. I mean, I think especially with someone uh, with dementia, they, they need, you need to be very patient and loving with that family member. And remember that they might have been very, very different years ago, and they're still the same person on the inside. Um, but be loving and patient and kind and remember that it, everything takes time. Peaches, in your experience uh, working uh, in memory units, Mm -hmm. uh, what used to be easy, mom and dad and grandpa going on a trip becomes more complicated. Oh, unbelievably. And even before, if you're not even talking about taking them with you, how nice to have a service that comes to your home. Because if you take your loved ones out that does, they do have dementia now, they have, there's several different kinds, their behaviors escalate, so much happens. So how nice somebody comes to your home in an environment they're used to and to be able to see them that's great stormy when when you first meet someone especially uh, someone who may have dementia uh, often they're they're frightened by strangers they're paranoid Uh, how do you overcome that being patient i you know i give all all of my patients a lot of time and you know it's just like we're old friends it really is. I, I sit and talk with them. A lot of times I have lunch with them, breakfast, and so they start to feel really comfortable with me. And as you think about uh, our aging population, uh, 
thousands of baby boomers turning 65 every single day. That's a growth industry if, if you're looking at providing that kind of service for folks at home. Absolutely, absolutely. What do you think, Peaches, as you look at your population uh, at the Griffin Senior Center, uh, and, and you begin to see, because you've been there long enough now, mm-hmm. some changes in, in some of your uh, members and maybe even some of your staff? We, we do notice it, um, and we do have uh, staff that are all varied ages. I have young staff, and I have staff that are, are seniors. So you can see changes on all of them. I see the growth in the young. I see the aging in the in the seniors. But I do see some of them that are moving through the continuum, and I, I do see sometimes some dementia beginning. And, and when you see that, uh, what do you do? Um, luckily, they fill out a really good application with us, and we're very specific on wanting to know their doctors. So many times we'll reach out to either the family member that they have or we'll reach out to their physician. And that's really helpful because um, many of the physicians take that very positive and are help, happy that we have made that call. It gives them another set of eyes. It keeps us in contact with the doctor and sometimes it may be something as simple as a UTI. It, it may UTI. not be a urinary tract infection, which can go wild in a senior. So we can see those things and, and report them to their physician. In fact, Stormy, on, on occasion, uh, as a, a side effect of a UTI, uh, you, you can show symptoms of dementia, which really isn't dementia, right? Yes, absolutely, with a urinary tract infection and pneumonia as well. What do you see then? You see um, a lot of erratic behavior. Uh, Sometimes you can see aggressive behavior. Um, And sometimes people just say, you know, mom or dad, I don't know what's wrong with them. They're just not the same. If you've just joined us, we're talking with Peaches Hall, who is pinch hitting for Carol Zerniel today, who is on special assignment. And we also have with us Stormy Valdespino, who is the founder of Healing Hands House Calls, a licensed nurse practitioner in the state of Texas. She is uh, uh, allowed to write prescriptions and uh, often works hand-in-hand with primary care physicians as well. You you establish that relationship with people's physicians. Yes, I do. I have uh, relationships with their primary care physicians and uh, specialty doctors as well, whether they need to be referred to a neurologist or cardiologist. Um, it's, it's pretty easy because I've been in the medical field for 15 years, so I just send out a text. I need you to send a, you know, see this patient for XYZ. And they don't see you as a threat to their practice. You're not stealing patients no, from them. No, very helpful. They see me as very, very helpful, part of the team. So yes, you, you take the calls. Is it a 24-7 program on your calls? Yes, ma'am. It's uh, t- 24 hours, uh, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. And then your uh, services going to the home, or what are your times and days on that? Uh, again, I mean, if, if somebody's sick at, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, um, that's yes. awesome. That's mm-hmm. great. Yes. I want to show you how her children are used to that her four-year-old little boy was saying to her uh, tomorrow's mother's day mommy but but i may have to make house calls and i may not be here <laughs> so he's only repeating what he's seen <laughs> exactly i might be here i might not day or night <laughs> but they're used to it they are they are and, and i think you know uh it makes them feel happy that people are loved and and taken care of and and you know i see all my patients as extended family mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I know the call in our house is called Stormy. Go ahead. <laughs> so I, I'm interested more in how this program works. Now, I know you don't take um, any kind of insurance. 
No, we'll I find d- out in just a minute. Okay. That was a good question <laughs> to tease what's coming up next. More <laughs> with Stormy Valdespino <laughs> and Peaches Hall. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air on uh, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Ten years ago, Dr. George Rapier founded the WellMed Charitable Foundation. His goal, to support seniors and caregivers. Today, the WellMed Charitable Foundation has contributed millions to the local senior programs on wellness, prevention, and living with chronic illness. Their programs improve the lives of our aging population and the people who care for them. Programs like Caregiver Teleconnection, It's a free, bilingual, and confidential program that connects caregivers and family members to information and support through the telephone. Each Caregiver Teleconnection telelearning session is hosted by professional facilitators and experts, giving caregivers the opportunity to connect with and share with others in a similar situation. With Caregiver Teleconnection, learning and support is just a phone call away. Find out more at 866-390-6491, 866-390-6491, or go to caregivertelleconnection.org. We are chugging right along on Caregiver SOS on air at 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Peaches Hall, who is pinch-hitting for Carol Zerniel, who is on special assignment. Our guest today is Stormy Valdespino, founder of Healing Hands House Calls. She is a licensed nurse practitioner, and we were talking with her uh, early on about what she does and how she does it and why she does it. And then uh, Peaches had asked the question, uh, so how do you make this happen? How does the business work if folks uh, want to pick up the phone, call you, have you come out to their house? Well, uh, first and foremost is an interview does take place between uh, me and the patient, uh, often family members, and to make sure that we are on the same page of our goals. And um, I, I've not had anybody not be on the same page, and it's been wonderful. And they fill out everything just like you would at a doctor's office. And so I have everything on file and um, they're able to text or call me 24 hours a day. And it serves as a monthly fee. It's $100 a month per an individual um, or $200 a month for a family. Family of how many? Four. It's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. And then, um, or if they wanna do telemedicine, I can do telemedicine that covers the entire state of Texas. And that would be $50 a month for an individual or $100 a month uh, for an entire family. Now, by telemedicine, you mean? Uh, What that means is we can use uh, secured apps uh, to either text or to FaceTime. uh, And then uh, things that are treatable according to Texas Medical Board guidelines are anything, everything that's already been established. So if they've already been established with hypertension, I can go ahead and treat them. Um, Rashes, uh, pink eye, urinary tract infections, uh, sinus sinus infections so a lot of things can be treated over the telephone a lot of times you know the biggest complaint with patients is you know I know what I need and now I have to sit here and wait at the office and in a doctor's office right and it's going to be you know a good four or five hours uh sitting there then i have to go and you know pick up my prescription and now that's you know more and then now i'm going to be exposed to you know the flu maybe rotavirus all kinds of fun things and their day's gone and in your practice uh, you can prescribe uh, by diagnosing someone over a video link 
Yes, that's correct. So uh, let's say, for example, you called me and said, you know, I think I have a sinus infection today. I would ask you, are you having trouble breathing? If you're having trouble breathing, um, I would ask you, uh, would it be nasally that you're having? Are you congested or is it lung-wise? If it's lung-wise, that's something that, you know, you need to go in because that cannot be handled over the telephone. Could be pneumonia. Right, right. Could be pneumonia, could be bronchitis, could be really bad, you know, asthma attack. Um, Definitely not safe over the telephone, but if it was run-of-the-mill sinus infection, absolutely, I would ask you to go ahead and, you know, press on your face for tender points. Go ahead and lean down. Are you having facial pressure? Have you had a sinus infection before? Yes. Is this exactly what you felt before? Okay. Um, Is anything else going on? You know, it's, it's sort of like exactly like you would do at a doctor's office, but you probably have more time with me. So, and are there uh, medications you prescribe that seem to work for sinus infections? Yes, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, I always ask patients what has worked for you in the past because you know I'm with a patient you know maybe 15 30 minutes and that patient is with themselves 365 days a year so they might say you know in the past you know uh, somebody's prescribed a z-pack and that didn't work for me I need Livoquin you know I've been having sinus infections you know for many many years and that's the only thing that works for me and Levaquin's a little more powerful right. antibiotic Absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely stronger. Or something I could handle uh, telemedicine would be pink eye. You know, they come in, uh, you know, and they tell me, you know what, I've got pink eye. Go ahead and shoot me a photo. I go over history. Did you get anything in your eye? Do you have contact lenses? Just going through differential diagnoses. Pink eye is pretty common. We, we have little kids, as you know. Yes. And they get it. We get it. Yes, exactly. It's a, it's a good time. <laughs> it is so contagious. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So instead of going into the doctor's office and sitting there and waiting, and again, you know, your kids are going to be running around picking up all kinds of germs, and then it's just the cycle is going to continue. And how do you keep their hands out of their eyes? It, that's you exactly don't. right. You can't. Duct or tape. your eyes. <laughs> Duct tape says peaches. <laughs> you know, I love the fact that, um, that you don't take the insurance, but this is really kind of like fire insurance or kind of house insurance. It's an add-on, which is great. So for $100 a month, you get unlimited calls for right. to call in and unlimited visits. So, right. you know, that doesn't happen anywhere else. You right. just don't get that kind of care. And claims also go down, so it, it because mm-hmm. nothing ever gets seen by the insurance, yeah. so that's not reflected as a ding upon you know companies and individuals. Of well, great, you took your kid you know fifty times you know to the ER, mm-hmm. and so um, your, your doctors love you too. So you right. end up with someone who has Munchausens mm-hmm. and is imagining all these. <laughs> I get that. Do you, do you, <laughs> Stormy, I've got this. Stormy, I got this. Stormy, mm-hmm. I got that. I get that. You know, sometimes patients really need that extra time. And once they, they uh, you know, have the patience and the love to, you know, listen to them, they actually feel better, you know, with getting the attention that they really truly need and getting, okay, a, you know, a set of labs in front of them going over everything. This is, this is negative. This is negative. What else can I do to help you? And, and I'm sure you get the families involved. So if you have I somebody do. who's calling you because they're lonely then you're able to call that family member and say, you know, mom's been calling me a lot because I just think she's lonely. It would be great if I could get you to help out with this and, you know, talk to her. And say, Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's definitely a team. Mm-hmm. It's a team with everybody involved. That's great. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Peaches Hall, who is filling in 
for Carol Zerniel. Carol is on special assignment today. Our guest, Stormy Valdespino, founder of Healing Hands House Calls, and we'll give you a phone number in just a few minutes if uh, you'd like to get a hold of her. She also has a website, and we'll give you that website address too. She is a nurse practitioner practicing here in the state of Texas uh, and can prescribe medication uh, is quite capable of going to the home and seeing folks, and that really is a specialty that you carved out for yourself. Well, what had you hit on that? How, how did you go from mild-mannered, stormy, the registered <laughs> nurse, she becomes a nurse practitioner, hangs out in a doctor's office, sees people sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and did you say to yourself, there's got to be a better way? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny how your perspective changes. Um, as you know, my son has a cardiac problem and he was born with coark and had to have surgery and after becoming that patient that just sat there and waited and waited and waited and waited and all this time was wasted and I just didn't feel um, like there was a big enough advocacy in the medical field and that's when I decided healing hands house calls has to be born. You used a word that none of us really know. He had quark. Quark. He had quark. quark. What is quark? quark. Nobody wants it, right? Nobody wants it. <laughs> the bottom of the heart was actually, you can think of it like a, a straw. The bottom of the heart was kinked. And so they had to cut the kink out and put it back together. So he had surgery at 10 days old. He's doing great. You told me a wonderful story. And, and mm -hmm. if you don't mind sharing it, the doctor that you first saw uh, looked at you and essentially said, well, you know what, wrap him up, make him comfortable, let him die. Yes, yes. They said, go over to Houston, terminate. Uh, he's not compatible with life. And that was it. It was just, you know, send me out the door, um, circled something in a brochure. It it really hit home. He I didn't know ashamed. you were a health care provider. No, he did not. Yeah, no, he did not. And, you know, I did go back the next day and let him know. It was very unprofessional. And I did let him know who I was. I worked right up the street. And he felt very embarrassed. I didn't know you were a nurse practitioner. I said, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. You should treat everybody with the same respect and dignity. Yes, and absolutely no circling something in a brochure. It's just inappropriate. You get them. To I leave it that. up to Dr. Google is never acceptable. And, and you went on to find help for your son. I did, absolutely. I found out that Houston, ironically, where they were sending me to terminate my son is to number terminate, four. terminate meaning let him die in right, comfort. Right, right. Um, they wanted uh, to send me over there to Houston and I was baffled because Houston is actually number four of PD cardiac in the nation. And so they have the training, and I, I did find a surgeon here in uh, San Antonio, uh, Dr. Cooper Smith, wonderful man, and he saved my son. So, and I've, I've met your son. <laughs> yes. He doesn't look like there's anything wrong with him. No, he's a spitfire. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Other than you ought to take him off the caffeine. He could use, he could use a little less caffeine. Natural caffeine. <laughs> Going back for one last question on, on how you're, you're set up, if they don't have any medical insurance, will you still take them? Absolutely. Okay, I do have patients. Because we run into people that don't have it, and this is good to know. Sometimes they're saying, I'm in that window between, you know, my company, I just retired, and yet I can't get onto Medicare. Right. And I do take HSA and flex savings as well. Great. Mm -hmm. Great. And uh, let's talk a bit about uh, working with seniors, and, and we'll get in more detail in just a moment. But uh, tell me, for, for those who are in our audience, who are caregivers, who are caring for somebody who is a, a loved one, a relative, a spouse, 
who is, uh, you know, getting older but seems to be okay. I want to know some of the things that we ought to be looking for uh, as warning signs that there could be a problem. Not that there is, but could be. I think a lot of the warning signs is, you know, orientation times three, person, place, and time. Um, that's a big one. Uh, has their behavior changed? When explain that, change? orientation, person, place, time. You're looking at a, a possibility of dementia. Right. So they know person, they know right. who you are. Who they are. And the, Oh, really? They are who I am, you know, people around. Uh, do they know what year it is? What's going on? Who's president? Um, you know, uh, what day of the week it is? What did they eat for breakfast? All those things may not seem significant, but they are. We'll pick up on this in just a a moment. I'm Ron Aaron, Uh, along with Peaches Hall, who is filling in for Carol Zerniel on Caregiver SOS on Air on 930 AM. The answer, our very special guest, uh, Stormy Valdespino, a nurse practitioner who indeed makes house calls. Uh, We're going to get you a phone number and a website so you can check her out right here at 930 AM. The answer. Ten years ago, Dr. George Rapier founded the WellMed Charitable Foundation. His goal, to support seniors and their caregivers in our community. Today, the WellMed Charitable Foundation has contributed millions to the local senior programs that focus on wellness, prevention, and living with chronic illness. Their programs improve the lives of our aging population and people that care for them. Programs like Caregiver SOS Resource Centers that offer complimentary support programs for those caring for loved ones with Alzheimer's disease, dementia, and a whole lot more. San Antonio has six Caregiver SOS Centers. For locations or more information, go to caregiversos.org. caregiversos.org or call 866-390-6491. For more information on how the WellMed Charitable Foundation is impacting San Antonio seniors and how you can help, go to wellmedcharitablefoundation.org. That's wellmedcharitablefoundation.org. We are so pleased that you are with us here on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron with Peaches Hall, who is filling in for Carol Zerniel today on uh, Caregiver SOS on air. Our guest is a young woman who formed her own business and makes house calls, Stormy Valdespino, who is a nurse practitioner certified as such. Healing Hands House Calls is her company, and you get a little pencil and paper, and we'll give you her website and her phone number in just a couple of moments. Peaches, uh, as you look at the population that you serve uh, as director of the uh, Griffin one-stop senior center over on Calabra, no, over on 410 Mm -hmm. uh, at... The Ingram Mall? At Ingram, yes, Mm -hmm. Ingram Mall. We have so many senior centers now, I I get them all confused. Uh, Mine's the really, really good one. Of course it is, because you're the director. (laughs) Uh, How many folks are showing up there every day, Monday through Friday? Oh, Monday through Friday, gosh, you know, it kind of fluctuates depending on what's going on, and that's where we're kind of going with this. Uh, Sometimes we have grandparents that are still babysitting. We still have grandparents that are doing a lot, so they have questions too, which is important. You know, we have about 270 a day that come in there. We have a total of 4,743, to be exact. So, (laughs) but, but, you know, we have them, and they're absent for different reasons. Illnesses, you know, as they get older, they will acquire more illnesses. They'll have a little bit more issues so this program is wonderful now it's no cost to be a member 
No, it's free. free. And you free serve to a, eat there. I was going to say you serve a hot lunch. Yes, Monday through Friday. It's all, amazing. All kinds of activities. Oh, more activities you ever want. We did. We had our uh, theater group was involved today. We're getting ready to. We've just finished casting for a melodrama. Exercise all day long. Computer classes. Um, all kinds of classes. Cooking classes. Art classes. Drawing classes. Belly dancing classes. Yeah, everything. Which turned out to be pretty popular. Very popular. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's pretty cool. So there's a lot going on all the time. Pool and, uh, you know, we've if you're if it's not a big deal for you to go to a class, then maybe you might want to jump on the cardio equipment or lift some weights. You know, there's just things going on all day long. Play cards, do puzzles, be part of our book club. You know? Now, we were talking with Stormy about things to look for, issues that uh, as we age, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a problem. But the fact is, the older you get, uh, the more likely it is you'll develop dementia, the more likely it is that you develop other issues. And Stormy, you see that uh, in some of your older patients. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's it's important to not just define it by age. I mean, you can find dementia in you know, all sorts of ages where, uh, again, related to urinary tract infections, pneumonia, um, or uh, various infections that can be going on in the blood. When, when you mention uh, other issues that might involve uh, the blood, the heart, the urinary tract infections, what are the things that a caregiver should be looking for? Change in behavior. Change in behavior um, is going to be the big signal. It's not going to be like when they were younger of, you know what, mom's going to the bathroom a lot. It's mom's acting kind of strange. Mom is not her usual self. Mom's been hibernating in the room. Or maybe mom's a little rude today. One of the things I do notice is that um, that population is very respectful to professionals. Uh, you can't see Stormy out there right now, but she does have a jacket on, and it has her name and also her title on there. And so they understand that being uh, that they re- recognize you as being a professional. So they are much more respectful to you. If a family member says, uh, I noticed a change in mom, or I, when I was talking to my husband, I questioned him on a few things. Like, you know, can you tell me what day it is? And they're, well, well, you know, you know. And then they start to get upset, have behaviors, become a little bit, you know, over the top. Usually if they see a professional wearing a jacket like you're wearing and they understand that you're a physician assistant or if you are a nurse practitioner, they are more respectful. They are. And again, you know, it's it's really just sitting down and spending that extra time with them. And they're not so combative with me because I'm not a family member. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't live with me. Makes a difference. And so, you know, they become, you know, really, really relaxed. And you can see that of, you know, I'm not here to come in there and get out my prescription pad and just ride away mm-hmm. and, and leave. I'm there to spend time with them and troubleshoot. If somebody's listening and they are experiencing these things at home, it's the best hundred dollars I think anybody could spend to have somebody assist them and to ease their mind it could be that there might not be a thing going on it could be a UTI but it could be that maybe it's the beginning and the best time to catch that is at the beginning absolutely as you think about some of your patients uh, and walking into homes that you haven't been in before if you walked into a situation where you say boy we really need to get family involved here if we can Honestly, I I am I feel pretty blessed because usually the family is 
really, really involved. Already involved. Yes, yes. So by the time they contact me, they're really invested. And it's a sandwich generation. A lot of times, you know, we do have uh, grandma and grandpa taking care of the kids, like mm-hmm. you had mentioned earlier, Peaches. And, the, you know, the the kids are working. They're working full time. Grandparents are taking charge. So a lot of times they get sick from the kids and everybody. Well, kids are Petri dishes. Yes, they are. <laughs> they, they bring everything yeah, home. They do. I do see the the support that you can give the family too. Is that sometimes they're saying, "Mom shouldn't be driving. I don't want to take her keys," and she, they need to hear it from a professional. And if the professional is saying, "Yeah, it is not a safe thing," right. so that helps. You, you know, just you're sitting down, you're overlooking, you're, you know, magic hands on this make the difference. Right. Have you had that happen where you have helped take the keys? I've helped with a lot of different things um, with patients, you know, they can't cook anymore and finding alternative ways to where they can still contribute. That was where we uh, uh, had to find alternate living for my mom because uh, she didn't really have dementia, but she would forget the stove was on Mm -hmm. or the oven was on or or a pan was on the stove. And she'd, and we've all done this on occasion, walked off into another room and got busy, but her sense of smell wasn't the same. Uh, and uh, on occasion, uh, the fear was she'd burn the house down with her in it. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's important to, you know, yes, I need, you know, all the family members active. And, and let's try to still find that family member something they, they can still do to contribute because it's, it's, it's a terrible feeling to come in there and say, okay, mm-hmm. you can't drive anymore. You can't cook anymore. We don't want your cleaning. That's mm-hmm. um, hard. We have some people with, um, you know, very beginning dementia that still come to the center and they're very very helpful there and they're productive and loving and some of them are on some slight medication but they still come and shoot pool and they still come and talk to us at the front desk and that may not be forever but right now it is such a comfort to the family now how did you deal with that when you were uh, director of a memory unit because people uh, we're on a slippery slope that only went one way downhill. Yeah, and depending on the dementia, some of them move very quickly. Some of them don't move quickly. Uh, some of them take off, stop, take off, stop. So, you know, the thing is, is just to keep that communication open with the family. And we do that. Uh, and in your case, Stormy, the uh, patients that you, you are seeing uh, can access you either through the Internet or by phone. Why don't yes. I give your website address? Have a pencil? Everybody ready? Okay, show, show me your hands. There you are. Okay, you got that pencil. www.healinghandshousecalls.com www.healinghandshousecalls.com And give this number. It's 210-560-5841. And I could be reached by a phone call or a text. On radio, you get the, give the number twice. Oh, 210-560-5841 is the number. You were telling me a story one day about a, a patient that uh, had called you, and you get to know your patients. And when he described what was happening to him, uh, your alarm bells went off and said, boy, that really sounds like a serious problem. Uh, do folks listen to you? Do they oh. follow through? Yes, absolutely they do. Absolutely. And um, I think it's 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 the trust and communication that goes on. They know that I'm only a phone call or a text away, and I take them serious. And when you say you really need to go to the hospital. Absolutely. Because absolutely. the hospital is the last place you want to be when you're sick. 
Yeah, and they know me. I don't like the hospital. <laughs> but there are things that can be done there that you can't do anywhere else. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a time and a place for everything. And sometimes um, you, you do have to leave. Um, as a matter of fact, I did have a patient who had a really bad migraine. And I did go ahead and have uh, him admitted to the hospital. Uh, he needed to have an MRI to make sure everything was okay. He needed to be on IV steroids and see a neurologist. And he did, and... Absolutely. I, I, his wife thanks me daily. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So for people who are a little afraid of the Internet, how difficult is it to maneuver your website? What do they find when they go there? It's, it's very, very user-friendly. Nice. I mean, it's just a click away. And, again, if they don't feel comfortable, they can always pick up the telephone and leave a, you know, if somebody doesn't answer, they can leave a good old-fastened message, and they will get a, a return phone call with a live person, nice. not a computer. Now, seniors, the stereotype is that, well, you know, old folks just don't uh, go to the Internet. They don't use uh, computers. But that's yes, we do. not as true <laughs> as it used to be. More and more of your right. members, for example, are computer literate. Yes, very much so. Yeah, I'm impressed with the, how they're able to surf. <laughs> they, do, they do great. And you're blocking those porn sites over there at that senior center? No. <laughs> Let me give you Stormy's, uh, e, uh, her, her website address again. It's www.healinghandshousecalls.com. And uh, Stormy Valdespino, before we let you go, I'm curious uh, are you happy with the direction you've gone in? This was a big change in your life. I'm very happy. I feel very fulfilled, the most fulfilled I've felt in a really, really long time uh, because I feel I'm truly connected. I don't have to wonder the next week, how is that patient doing? Because I can just quickly make a phone call or shoot a text. You know, how's grandma? You know, how are you doing? How's your son? And it feels great that they're they're happy and and then i don't have to wonder are they afraid to text me are they afraid to call me very and fulfilling and for the folks who are listening who may have uh, grandkids who are thinking about what they want to do in their career uh what about nurse practitioner you recommend that absolutely um actually in 21 states we are completely in independent of physicians um texas we have to work alongside and a collaborative relationship with with a physician uh, i think someday that's going to change but i absolutely love what i do i think a nursing component is essential uh, a lot of people ask me why didn't you just go to medical school you're so good at what you do you should have just gone straight to medical school and I, I love it. I wouldn't change a thing. I think nursing at the bedside gives you a deeper perspective on what's going on. In fact, somebody was saying to me the other day that uh, uh, their mom or dad was in the hospital and the, uh, the people who really knew what was going on were the nurses. Absolutely. Doctor comes in for what's 20, 30 seconds, pokes around, takes a look, reads the chart, and he's gone or she's gone. Uh, and the nurses are the ones who really have a handle on what's happening. Right. It's, it's, it's a compassion. It's caring. It's taking the extra step that people really need. And what was it about GI that got you uh, so interested? It's a challenge. Um, got to see her smile. I gather. <laughs> <laughs> GI is a challenge. I mean, you have to. I had to deal with um, autoimmune liver disorders, which are very scary. Um, hepatitis, and not just hepatitis C, but hepatitis E, hepatitis A. Um, I had to deal with uh, gallbladder, pancreatitis. Um, 
I was the small capsule endoscopy specialist. It was a definite challenge. Loved it. We have to have a whole show on small capsule endoscopy <laughs> challenge because we don't have time now, but I was able to say it. Stormy Valdespino, so thank impressed. you so much for coming in. I really you. appreciate you being here. And Healing Hands House Calls is where you can find her. I'm Ron Aaron for Peaches Hall and Carol Zerniel. We're sure pleased you joined us here on Caregiver SOS On Air. Podcasts of all of our shows are available. Just go to caregiversos.org and you will find them there. Up next, take 10. Ten years ago, Dr. George Rapier founded the WellMed Charitable Foundation. His goal, to support seniors and caregivers. Today, the WellMed Charitable Foundation has contributed millions to the local senior programs on wellness, prevention, and living with chronic illness. Their programs improve the lives of our aging population and the people who care for them. Programs like Caregiver Teleconnection, it's a free, bilingual, and confidential program that connects caregivers and family members to information and support through the telephone. Each Caregiver Teleconnection telelearning session is hosted by professional facilitators and experts, giving caregivers the opportunity to connect with and share with others in a similar situation. With Caregiver Teleconnection, learning and support is just a phone call away. Find out more at 866-390-6491, 866-390-6491, or go to caregivertelleconnection.org. Well, we're delighted to welcome you on board Take 10 at the end of each of our Caregiver SOS on-air programs. We welcome in Dr. Jamie Heisman, nationally known psychotherapist, an expert on addictions as well as caregiving, and pinch hitting for Carol Zerniel Peaches Hall is here in our Caregiver SOS on-air studios. And uh, Peaches, uh, you had a great idea for a topic. Why don't you toss it out to Dr. Jamie? Yeah, I'm interested. I, I see a lot of the women, they're getting their exams, they're getting. They're going for their yearlies, their bi-yearlies. Everything's going well. I have to get the guys out of the senior center with a crowbar to get to their to their doctor appointments. What is that? And you have a clinic right adjacent yes. to the center. They just yes. still don't go. Yeah. Well, the crowbar sounds actually fun. You may get it <laughs> you actually use the crowbar, but... Um, I, I don't know. You know, Peaches, it's a great topic. And, and my personal feeling is, and this is not a psychological response because it's an anecdotal kind of uh, response, is that, you know, men don't like looking for directions or asking for directions. Um, men to seem, you know, it's been a man's world, thank heavens, you know, maybe up until about, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. Let's, let's, let's in many places, people would say up to today in certain industries. And they can do no wrong, and, and, and yet they have a great fear of vulnerability. And, you know, when you're talking about men and, and you're talking about exams, you're talking about prostate, you're talking about testicular exams, you're mm-hmm. talking about the fear that, that they haven't asked for directions, quote-unquote, if that's the metaphor for so long, that if they do go for an exam, um, they're going to find something, you know, direly wrong. How do we change that thinking that if they go early – if there's anything, they'll catch it early, or maybe there's nothing. It's a great point. You know, I think WellMed has a, a key to it. Um, I think here, actually, where you're, I'm in South Florida, and we have medical clinics that are actually fun, 
that you actually see your actual physician. You can come in, you can get something to eat. There's activity centers like what you you run a powerful one, Peaches, mm-hmm. but you can come in and play dominoes. You can connect over games. You can make a social function out of it. And so there's not a lot of doc-in-the-boxes, or I should say independent practitioners, who can offer that. So I think the more we actually develop the senior center idea, uh, the caregiver SOS idea, the activity center idea, and start focusing on you know what really drives a man, if you will, to actually come socially for that, then I believe that, that you will have a, a willing willing volunteer. Now, is it cultural, sociological? Is it uh, genetics? Is there something on that X chromosome that sends women to the dock and the Y chromosome is missing that? I've noticed that. I personally can't pull out numbers for you in our 10-minute segment, but I can tell you that the anecdotal piece of this is is that it is a it is a testosterone thing. And then when you get to, you know, areas much like the one I'm in now, which is South Florida, which has a disproportionate amount of Hispanics, which you may have there, I do think you take the cultural piece even another step further. And there's a, a bit of a machismo, and I know that too, because I think I lived like that, that I, for one, you know, was immortal. You know, I really felt, as a, and that must be a male factor in this somewhere, until, Ron, you, you remember, until about a year and a half ago when I was diagnosed with a, with a pretty rare disorder, and all of a sudden I got humbled very quickly, and in getting humbled, I had to do what the doctor said, and, and, and all of a sudden, all of my resistance is, is gone because I want to live longer. Hmm. Well, and you've got that cute little girl. Well, I do, and actually speaking, she has been the inspiration. You know, they, they say that the two best days in your life, Ron, are the day that you're born and the day that you find out why you were born. Hmm. And um, every time I was walking around in this medical challenge of mine, which I thought I could never get, maybe that's a man thing, Right. I kept looking at her and saying, I do have to find an answer here because I think I have found out why I was born. <laughs> And she seems to be the constant reminder. Well, that's what motivated my wife and I to lose a ton of weight. I I was uh, 80 pounds or so heavier, and uh, suddenly uh, uh, having three little kids, our twins turned three uh, in in a week, in fact, and uh, Reagan, our our four-year-old, turns five in September. I I said, you know, I'm not going to be around here uh, to see them finish nursery school, (laughs) let alone high school, (laughs) if I don't take some weight off. And both Gene and I did. You see, you see. I think we're all coming here collectively to the answer. I mean, really, it is the answer, and maybe male-driven, but I think that this is pretty much a uh, an androgynous sort of response. Is that once you find out why you're here, once you're motivated to get out of your thoughts and the the, the negativity that we get attached to in our lives, you know, then all of a sudden your self-esteem gets a little bit better because you do want to live longer, and you want to live longer for that particular purpose of, in your case, Ron, your three children, and in my case, my little munchkin. And for women who uh, have historically uh, gone to the doctor, uh, uh, putting up with inordinate mistreatment by docs, uh, women will sit in a waiting room sometimes uh, one, two, three hours, uh, which is just ludicrous. Men would never put up with it, but they do it and they go back and they go back. Uh, Is that, again, some X? chromosome factor there's to me a huge um difference in terms of men and women in terms of uh, the venus and mars piece about accepting comprehensively that you're vulnerable 
that you have responsibilities not just to yourself but right. to your loved ones like we were talking about caregiving or our children um, that you are the glue or the grout that's holding these tiles together and, and I do believe that there is a, a, a wonderful you know embracing that that, they, that you're the sun and the solar system of your family comes around you when you, you juxtapose that to a male physical exam um, all of a sudden, again, like I said before, you have these thoughts of a hernia exam. You have the thoughts of, you know, prostate exam. You have a testicular exam. And, and, and men who already are not, you know, kind of that big thinking comprehensive group that, that like, like I believe women are, um, already get scared away just by the procedures. Very interesting. You know, the thing that I see, um, we've been open about a year and five months now, and the people that have been with us the longest. That's and, at the Griffin Senior Center, yes. 410. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at 410, yes, <laughs> at the Ingram Mall. Ingram Mall. Yes. The, the thing that I see is the people that have been with us a little bit longer and are staying with us are working on their health issues, working on exercise, taking some of the classes. Those are the people we're starting to see move to towards the clinic and getting those exams they're becoming more compliant you know they're listening and they're now they have that hope uh, when they first started with us they hadn't done anything they were not invested in any any programs and now all of a sudden they're doing theater groups going to zumba and i'm talking about the men playing pool so those guys are moving along the continuum and those are the ones that are saying okay now i'm ready i want i you know i feel a little better i've lost 15 pounds uh, let me go get that checked and so I see that. I guess the part that's hard is the new ones that are coming in, and some of those I see need to get to a doctor right now. So I guess my part is being patient. I think you put your finger on the on the pulse of this. Really, is that there's only two ways to go. One is the fabulous work you do at a senior center, which is the orientation that lifestyle changes are necessary and they're actually fun and they're actually engaging and they're very cool. On the other side of the continuum, you have me peaches, which um, I didn't have did not come to awareness that way. I came to awareness because my knees hit the ground. Mm. So when your knees hit the ground and you get a diagnosis that you're scared of or you did not know about or it's, you know the prognosis is not looking good, all of a sudden that's a quick educator experientially that I need to go somewhere. I think the former way, the beauty of what you do at the senior center and what WellMed does with senior centers is that it's a lot stronger when you, expect, when you actually are being oriented and the experiential piece is that my lifestyle can change and I'll get healthier and I have to be a willing partner in that health development. Now if you've just joined us you're listening to Take 10 on Caregiver SOS on air. We come to you on 9:30 a.m. the answer Sundays at 6 in the afternoon or you can get podcasts of all of our shows just go to caregiversos.org. In about a minute that we have left Dr. Jamie, uh, we grow up most of us as uh, children regularly going to the doctor, mom and dad take you for your checkups, you go uh, uh, frequently, uh, you see the doc, it's expected. And then as we become teenagers and then young adults, the men drop off and the women keep going. It's a social, a social culturalization. It it's really is the, the pink and the blue theories here, unfortunately. And I think if you really drill down and see this, um, we're not doing men any favors by continuing this sort of feeling of inequality uh, among men and women. We have constantly made them feel like the hero people, that they can get by this, that they have to take care of others, they're the hunter. I mean, we have done a great disservice. And I think health education today just is happening at the Doris Griffin Senior Center with uh, under Peaches. 
that's the future. And uh, I, I may not be around to see the promised land, but that is the future, and that's the way we should continue. <laughs> Got to stop you right there, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. I appreciate it. Peaches <laughs> Hall and uh, Dr. Jamie Heisman. Peaches sitting in for Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. This is Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. Presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation. Email suggestions and comments on this radio program to radio at wellmed.net. And join your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zerniel, for another edition of Caregiver SOS On Air on 930 AM, The Answer.